0: Welcome to the St. Michael Fall podcast series. My name is Tim Smith and I will be leading our meditation today. Our theme this fall is building our future. This is a unique time in the history of St. Michael Church. God is calling us to take courageous steps forward. Together we will build a future where the kingdom of God can be seen and known in new ways. As the psalmist says, send out your light and your truth that they may lead me and bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. A reading from Ezra, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. In the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, in order to fulfill the word of the Lord spoken by Jeremiah, the Lord moved the heart of Cyrus, king of Persia, to make a proclamation throughout his realm, and also to put in writing, This is what Cyrus, king of Persia, says, The Lord the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has appointed me to build a temple for him at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of his people among you may go up to Jerusalem in Judah and build the temple of the Lord, the God of Israel, the God who is in Jerusalem, and may be their God and be with them. And in any locality where survivors may now be living, The people are to provide them with silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with freewill offerings for the temple of God in Jerusalem. Then the family heads of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose heart God had moved, prepared to go up and build the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors assisted them with articles of silver and gold, with goods and livestock, and with valuable gifts in addition to all the freewill offerings. Moreover, King Cyrus brought out the articles belonging to the temple of the Lord, which Nebuchadnezzar had carried away from Jerusalem and had placed in the temple of his God. Cyrus, king of Persia, had brought them by Mithratha, the treasurer, who counted them out to Shespazar, the prince of Judah. This was the inventory. Gold dishes, thirty. Silver dishes, 1,000 silver pans, 29, gold bowls, 30, matching silver bowls, 410, other articles, 1,000. In all, there were 5,400 articles of gold and silver. Shesbazar brought all these along with the exiles when they came up from Babylon to Jerusalem. Here ends the reading. The Edomites to the southeast of the Dead Sea had long desired southern Judah for their own due to its lucrative east-west trade routes to the Mediterranean Sea. When the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem and its temple, exiling Israel's leaders, the Edomites rejoiced. They used this as an opportunity to extend their influence into southern Judah. They even took advantage of the helpless and grieving Israelites who remained by confiscating their wealth and possessions. For those in exile, their experience was no less painful. Separated from family, home, and temple, the very place where God resided, they felt separated from loved ones and even from God Himself. Most painful of all, they had to wrestle with the question of why God would allow such a thing like this to occur. Eventually, they accepted their role in their circumstances, understanding that it was their rebellion and unfaithfulness to God and His law that brought God's judgment and punishment. It was a dark time for the Jewish people, both in Israel and in Babylon. The only thing they could do was wait, pray, and place their hope in the future that one day they would return home. Intimately connected to this, was the hope that God would one day provide a messianic king for Israel, one who would rebuild the temple and bring God's kingdom to reign over all the nations along with all of its accompanying blessings? In 593 BC, the Persian king Cyrus conquered Babylon, igniting the excitement of the exiles. You see, The Lord had informed the southern kingdom through the prophet Jeremiah that his captivity would be limited to 70 years. And now the time had finally come for the Lord's promise to be fulfilled. Within two years of Babylon's defeat, Cyrus allowed a group of exiles led by Zerubbabel to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple. Those who returned did so because their hearts had been stirred by God for this task. They returned wanting to get things right this time, not just in building the temple, but in their spiritual lives as well. This led to a renewed commitment to holiness. Just three short years later, the foundation of the temple had been laid, an altar had been built, and sacrifices were reinstituted to the worship and glory of God. Those returning from captivity chose to rebuild the Lord's temple on the site of Solomon's temple. They did so for two reasons. First, by rebuilding the temple on its old site, the returning Jews reclaimed the historical and religious importance that it represented. David had taken Jerusalem as his capital when King Saul had been unable, and the hope for a messianic deliverer became entwined within the city itself. Solomon's temple became a focal point of Israelite identity, expectation, and worship. Thus, Jerusalem became the holy city of God because the location of the temple was chosen by God through His servant David. Second, the temple was rebuilt in this location because it would be a continual reminder of God's faithfulness to the Jewish people and the covenant that He had established with them. The very same stones that had been knocked down by the Babylonians were reclaimed and used in rebuilding the new temple. The Babylonians had removed worship items from the temple sanctuaries and sent them back to Babylon in humiliation before the victors. Then in 586 BC, King Cyrus directed that those very same items be returned to the exiles going back to Israel. By rebuilding here and using the building's original contents, It allowed the Jewish community to reclaim its historical and religious heritage and proclaim the faithfulness of God, fulfilling the promise of a return after 70 years in exile. This would not only be a place for Jews to congregate for festivals, feasting, and worship. It would be a place where the world would be drawn to God. It's part of my discernment process to come and serve at St. Michael. I attended one Sunday as a secret worshiper. If you've ever been to a new place, you know how disorienting and uncomfortable it can be. I remember that feeling as well as I searched for the parking lot. Once I found it and got out of my car, I didn't know where to go or which door to use to get to the sanctuary despite the signage. I'm grateful that I didn't go in the theater doors because I don't know how I would have negotiated the winding path to the sanctuary. So I began the long walk up Colgate until I finally got to the front of the church. Inside, there really wasn't a space to meet anyone or have a conversation, so I got my bulletin from one of the ushers and went to find my seat. The service was warm, inviting, and uplifting. When it was over, I followed the crowd out of the sanctuary and out of the front doors without really connecting to anyone. We have an opportunity that few churches have, and that is to create a place for future generations, including people seeking God. We can create a place for people to connect and build relationship with others so they can become a part of the St. Michael community. The invitation and the opportunity is before us. Like the Babylonian captives, may our hearts be so moved. I attended a ministry conference in Kansas City a couple of weeks ago. As I prepared for worship on Sunday morning, I watched a family friend, Adam, preach the first sermon of his capital campaign on their televised broadcast. Adam told the story of a seven-year-old boy in the congregation who told Adam that he was all in to build a new place for children and youth. As a result, This little boy decided to set up a lemonade stand with both lemon and pink lemonade, each sold for $2 each. The young man even took Venmo for payment. On the second Sunday of the campaign, this child walked up to Adam and gave him an envelope, proudly saying that this was his gift to the campaign. It contained $220. His heart had been moved. And this was his offering to God to build new spaces for new people. It was truly a sacrificial offering for this seven-year-old boy. And may our hearts be so moved as well. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done In Christ, you have revealed your glory among the nations. Preserve the works of your mercy that your church throughout the world may persevere with steadfast faith in the confession of your name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever, amen.